The sheet says message slash Brody. But however, it will be me today. And I'm going to share with you transitions of change. It's a very deep word. It can be a noun or a verb, depending on how it is utilized in reference. Change can be difficult. Change can be growth. Change can come at any minute, as we all know. If you would all bow your heads with me as we take the word of God in. Dear Lord, please open our heart and our mind as we receive your word today. Please allow us to understand that change comes in so many forms and fashion, especially with what our lives are enduring at any time and any moment. Please bless each one of us as we take on the word. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I was preparing for this, I realized what a rabbit hole this word could be. I could probably talk on this word for weeks. However, I will not do that to you. (laughs) So the first verse... 15 of Romans 11. I look at that as something that is a physical aspect, and it's related back to, and if you have your Bibles, I am going to have different verses referencing back to, so it gives you a little more clarity on how the parable that he gives to us is. So Corinthians 1 1 Corinthians, excuse me, 6, 19 through 20. This is the physical change. And I hear a lot about this in the office, especially this time of year. Everybody wants to get their beach bodies going. It reads such as this. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were brought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. To reconcile and receive the acceptance of change is very, very high and likely that each one of us have had to go through whether it be from the form of fashion of changing eating habits to aches and pains, which I'm sure just about every one of us has experienced, whether it be a hurdle or a challenge of your body. But don't look at it as an obstacle. Look at it as a challenge, not something that's going to stop you to progress on. That pain that he endured on the cross has already been paid for. Don't own your pain. I tell patients that constantly in my office. I have one sitting up here up front that has pain in his back. Rod, are you ignoring me? (laughs) But pain comes at a price as Jesus has already paid for us. Now I'm going to reference to 
That was 16, I apologize. My notes are backwards, I apologize. At least I have my notes and my glasses more soon than I did the last time I did this. <laughs> so we'll go back to 15, Romans 11, 15. Ties in to the point of your choice of another verb is choice. The prodigal son that came back home. He chose to change his lifestyle. As he chose to make those lifestyle changes, he had seen that they were not pleasing and they became more of a challenge, an obstacle. So he returned home seeking forgiveness. He went home, his father opened arm and forgave his son, reconciling with the family. Yes, he had a brother that had resentment, but that resentment came short-lived as he had seen that his brother truly had changed coming back home. And again, I mentioned the physical changes. The branches of the olive root that are holy. Yes, we are all, we have that little bit of wild in us. We have that wild shoot, but the body does come with that coming onto the body, holding up from that base root, tying us back to our family. Our family is where our foundation comes from. Our foundation is Christ. Spiritual, First Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of services, the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, in everyone, it is the same God at work. I love this passage for the simple fact so much, so many people are so divided at a point in time, whether it be brother, sister, friend, family, there is a division at some point, but we all are a unit. And I, I do go back to people and tell them when I do see them for counseling that being a unit does help with that leaning into each other. But there's one that we lean into the most, and that is the Lord. As we lean into him, we do have that support. Again, the root. The root feeds us. The root takes care of us. In verse 17, where it says, in Romans 11, where it says, if some of the branches have been broken off and you, though a wild olive, shoot. I was going through, uh, some of you know me well, I am a huge gardener and I have an herb garden and I have a vegetable garden. My herb garden, I let that die out every winter. And yesterday I was going through seeing all of the wild shoots coming back and it kind of made me giggle about this passage because I was like okay we got wild shoots coming on let's roll with it 
Wild shoots are grafted among the others. But there is one main root, and again, that is Christ. Coming back to the change of the seasons and seeing the new growth. And I have farmland that's all around me, seeing them out, working diligently to provide for our country and for others. It just makes me really realize how much change affects us in so many different levels in so many different ways. But yet, in the latter part of it, change seems to stump a lot of us, whereas a stump does become an obstacle. Romans 18, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do consider this, you do not support the root. But why would we not support the root? We would support each other if we see someone with a challenge hung up on an obstacle, picking up each other as we would supporting the root. That goes to Philippians 3, 13 through 14. I look at this verse as the mental aspect of challenge. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is is actually written in each person's journal that I counsel in my office. It's the first page that they get. For the simple fact, I also use the reference, the rearview mirror is small for a reason, because it's behind you. That windshield is a lot bigger. Sometimes I question when I see certain cars when I'm going to work how they got there, but it happens but to push forward, to see what's in front of you, to verify, yes, there is a change. Yes, there is a challenge. Are we going to digress? We do have a tendency to strap on that past, but envision it as a backpack. Take that strap off. Let that go. There is one true that will help lift you through this. And that would be Christ, allowing him to help you through these changes. He brings changes to all of us as lessons, not as burdens. Changes need to be a lesson, or we do not grow. Change is a perspective of opening doors, not closing them. So many people, I don't like change. And I have to admit, when I was a kid, I was not for change first change that came to us that was major was when we moved to Utah. I had just been baptized and we're going to Utah. Bert Wolf sat me down because I was struggling and he's the one who baptized me and he said, look, there's a calling for you. 
there's a reason you guys are going. And he was right. He was right. There was, some, there was friction because we were not of their churches there. Was it a challenge? Sure it was. But they were open. They still believe in the same God. Their workings were of the same God. They just had a different perspective. And when we would speak to them as children, it wasn't very welcomed. But I can remember we had some missionaries come to the house, and Dad sat down with them, and I was sitting on the top steps just listening. And he had the Bible out. He was, he was going back and forth with them. They were using the Book of Mormon. And that was the last we ever saw the missionaries. <laughs> and I thought, well, if Dad can do that, I can do that at school. Hmm. Not so much. It wasn't very open and it wasn't very welcomed. I actually had a counselor that was from Ohio in Levan, Utah, and he pulled me into the office and he thanked me, which I was kind of shocked. I thought, for sure, oh, great, here I am. I'm going to the principal's office. I'm in trouble. But he thanked me because it opened his eyes of his upbringing. He had just gotten into sedentary, just go through the process. He goes, but to hear this from a 12-year-old at the lunch table, because they would circulate in our lunchroom. We didn't have lunch ladies back in dinosaur days. They had the counselor and the principal and everybody else trying to crowd us. But he had heard me speaking with some of the other gals that I rode the school bus with. Our bus ride was about an hour ride to school. He goes, I I was shocked, but yet I was reminded. And I avidly, I went home and I wrote Bert this long letter, told him, you were right. But it was a change. And every time I feel that that change is going to be overwhelming, I do look at when Christ went to go onto the boat and he fell asleep. I look at change as a wave coming over that bow. Don't be afraid. It's just water. I can swim. Some people can't. I'm sorry. (laughs) But Christ always calmed that storm. He calmed the sea. He will persevere and help you persist through those changes. And my grandmother, which most of you know, I'm a gene, she had told me that when I was little, and it just went right over my melon. Didn't think anything of it, but it came back to me. And it comes back to me on a daily, because there are changes. I am a goal-setting fiend. My daughter-in-law works for me in the office, and there's post-it notes everywhere. And she's like, do you need this? Yeah, I need that. That's a, that's a goal. That's a goal. And if you open my cupboard where my sheets are for therapy, there's post-it notes all down that door. And every day I go in, it's like, okay, I got that one, I got this one. But I look at my goals as a challenge. It's a change I need to make in order to pursue, per, get the word, pursue my points of life. 
to walk with the Lord, to be with the Lord. I need those goals. I want those challenges. I want those changes. Now, is there changes that have come to me? Sure. I went emptiness like that. My youngest went to Brazil for 10 months, and my middle son got married. I stood in my living room and thought, oh, what do I do now? Get living. Get to living. Now, mind you, they're in their 20s. My oldest is in their 30s. They still come home. So I'm constantly that door constant, which I'm grateful for. That was a huge change for me. But I have grandkids. That was another change. But that's actually, that's a gift. That's a change of gifts. And it was a blessing to have each one of those. I cannot tell you how much grandkids, and those of you who have grandkids, my oldest will tell me, Mom, you're so excited to always see them. I don't understand. I always tell him, Well, it's a gift from God for surviving all three of you. (laughs) And he just laughs at me. To look at change, folks, change needs to happen to each one of us, or we do not grow. We regress. We become stagnant. And I know each one of you have had major changes. I kind of went through this really quick, so... I apologize because I'm a little nervous. Every one of you watched me grow up, so. (laughs) The root sap that is of the olive root is your foundation. And I look as that olive root is Christ feeding us, supporting us. He is helping us to progress. He is helping us to have those changes not be such an obstacle, but to become a challenge to help us in growth, to help us pursue where we need to be at in our lives. The support as Jesus had spoke to the Samaritan woman in John 4.22, how the change of worship came to the Samaritans and the Gentiles, where she looked at it was only for the Jews. That was a huge, significant dynamic change in the churches. But she was ecstatic when she left. How many of you have seen The Chosen? Raise your hands. Wow, is that not a moving, epic episode of Christ's walk? The, I don't know if you guys have watched the first episode of the second season. It's out. Put your seatbelts on. It's awesome. I, I cannot wait to get the next DVD. To see those changes as he walked in the presence of all of us is amazing. I actually got the chance to go over to Israel and to see how some of the settings were. And I'm just like, oh, I know where that's at. Oh, I've been there. But to see the changes as those times have progressed and things have hit that area, it makes you want to know and walk with him even closer. You can walk with him every day. 
I used to say that, boy, I can't wait to see him because I get to walk with him. And Brody had said something a couple weeks ago that reminded me, we don't have, why are we waiting? We get to walk with him every day, every single day. And that accelerated a change for me to open my eyes and realize I walk with him every day. Yeah, I do my devotionals in the morning. Yes, I read my scripture in the morning. I even do it at night before I go to bed and I meditate on that at night because that helps shut that monkey off upstairs. Helps me a lot. But to look at it that I get to walk with him. Austin, my middle son, passed me last week and I was talking to him in my car. So he calls me, he goes, who are you talking to in your car? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I just passed you and you're just rattling on. He goes, I know you're not singing. I go, how do you know that? He goes, mom, you were talking. Who are you talking? I said, I'm talking to the Lord. And he giggled and he goes, oh, I do it a lot. I did not realize how much I do it until he called me, but I do. And he, he just thought it was funny. But it also forced him into a change. Because I kept telling him, you need to get back in church. You need to get back in church. He and his wife are now back in church. They are going to a, a place in Oxford, which I am ecstatic. That's where they had gotten married. So I'm very excited about that. But my kids look at me sometimes as a little different. I, I have a quirk about me, which most of you know. <laughs> and it's okay, because it's a change. It adds a flair to life. And they just they kind of giggle, and they just go on about their day. Change is not always something that is exciting. Sometimes change is scary. It can be apprehensive. But that's when we are forced to lean on the Lord even more, is when a change comes to us as being under pressure. I remember when I was younger, my mother had cancer. And Andrea and I were out here visiting Grandma and Grandpa. And there were many evenings Grandma and I were on our knees praying because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was going to go home to. Andrea got to go home because Eric had arrived a year before. And it was a change to think that my mother would not be with us because she was very ill at that time. But we were blessed that the church we went to, they went in and they did a healing service <clears throat> for her. And the next day, she was eating. The, the day after that, she started healing. Then they found what was going on. And she is still with us. She is great. She's healthy. She's vibrant. And I look at her, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's a miracle that God just professed to our family, that he makes those changes. His changes are great. Yes, there is a lesson in every single change. It's just we have a tendency to shut that door. Oh, no, I, don't, I, I can't do this. No, 
I can't handle this. He's not going to make any kind of changes come forth to you that you cannot handle and endure. The thing is, is how much are you willing to meet him there? That's why I look at change as a challenge, not an obstacle. And every time I feel like it's something, I can't do this. I think of what my mother has endured and what she has overcome. And I even look at some of my patients and I look at what they have overcome. And it shouldn't be an obstacle. Challenge, yes, not an obstacle. I do have a challenge for each one of you to do. Joshua 1, 8 through 9. Take a peek at that this week as we go about our week. Really dwell on it. Look at it. Fill your heart with it. I was going to have, have them put it up there, but I want you, I'm challenging you to read and look at that. Really break it down, mill it over. Now I won't be up here being a quirky person up here next week. Bertie will be back. <laughs> but if you would, join me in closing prayer at this time. Lord, please help us to understand the lessons in life as we proceed, as we go. Let us understand that your spirit, your love, your grace, your protection is there. Just reach out and grab it. Hold on to it. Keep it close to your heart. Cover each one of us, Lord. We know your presence is there. Just remind each one of us that it is always there for us, challenge or not, that you're always there. We know you are there. We know that presence is always going to be with us. Help those who are not reaching out that they can get there. They know that you are there. Lord, thank you for all the blessings you have bestowed upon each one of us and the privilege for us to gather here today as a unit, as a family. If we need each other, let one another be able to reach out. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen. I do have a benediction for you. I did write it down, though. The challenge to change. Are you fearful, burdened, or heavy-hearted, battling an illness or facing persecution, feeling abandoned? Does life seem like never-ending stormy sea? Once awoke, did Christ not reveal the control of the stormy sea with the disciples? Yes, he did. Take heart and have faith in God. Do not limit your vision to the horizon of your life here on earth. But look beyond the raging seas. When you keep faith, allow the Lord 
to take control. You can see beyond your circumstances when so. God bless each one of you. Thank you. Have a great week.